Okay, Chag Sameach, everybody. Good morning. Good evening, wherever you may be. Well, here in Israel, it is 5 o'clock in the morning on Independence Day, on Yom Hatzma'ut. So I wish everybody the best of Yom Hatzma'ut you ever had. Uh, I'm going uh, to start in a, uh, just a few minutes. I just want to uh, put up something on the whiteboard. Ah, thank you, Miriam. Now it's going, so I just uh, load my file. Okay, it's going to be there in, uh, in a minute. So I really I wish everybody that you can gain your true independence on this Yom Ma'ut because linking your way with Israel is also bringing it down into your personal life. Um, as Miriam has uh, always also said in uh, her shiur on in her lesson on the Parashat Shavuot, uh, you know, to connect to Israel in time means also to connect really to the Parashat Shavuot to, uh, to the month as as Miriam has um, taught us. So I'm going to talk a little bit today on Yom Ma'ut also because uh, linking our way to Israel means also connecting to Eretz Israel. But before that, I want to introduce myself. My name is Anna Roth. I'm an MD and I was practicing conventional medicine in hospitals in England, in America and in Israel. But over time, I realized that conventional medicine is uh, not really enough to deal today with the uh, modern diseases. So I started to look for other forms of medicine, more holistic forms, and eventually I got to Chinese medicine with acupuncture and herbal medicine. Uh, bye, Gideon. <laughs> um, so I please, please don't be surprised uh, if I take bring many examples from other fields. I also I apologize that my English is not the best, so I'm definitely not a native speaker, but I'll do my best. Well, what a privilege to start teaching Ben Noach on the Internet on Independence Day. This is really not by chance that it's this day, Daska. It really leads us right into the center of what this seminar is all about, to fix our relationship to Israel and to fix our relationship to our body. Now, some of you are probably asking yourself, what has Israel to do with our body? Well, I know this is not obvious for most of us because we are taught that Israel and the Torah belongs to the higher spiritual realms while our body is usually considered as something very low, material and dark. It seems to be something morally very low to talk about our body and all its functions. So, but uh, nevertheless we have so many problems with our bodies all these modern diseases that are continuing to be on the rise, like diabetes, high blood pressure, and impotence. Our relationship to our body is deeply disturbed because we are so disconnected, um, we disconnected so much our body from our soul and our soul from Hashem. And because we are so disconnected, we often suffer. Oh, there's a question. I'm curious why modern diseases seem much more dire Malvonus. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> they they really they uh, they are much more physical. Um, and you know, you see today like an explosion of the numbers of people who suffer from diabetes. Uh, I don't exactly know what the word malvent uh, means, but uh, I think you mean more physical, more. Uh, Okay. Ah, evil. Okay. Well, yes. Well, 
also cancers on the rise, you are right, they are really getting bad and it's a sign of our disconnection from uh, from from our uh, from from Hashem and from from our soul from our body. Okay, we are so much so disconnected, but Israel can actually bring us bad. Israel has so good connections uh, to Hashem. Israel has protection, as we say here in Israel. It always had. Israel has never stopped being connected to Hashem, even through all two thousand years of exile. Because Israel has received a wonderful gift from Hashem to the world, the Holy Torah. And in that Torah, there's a part for Israel and there's also a part for the world. So being in good health means to connect to the highest and to connect the highest, the godly, with the lowest functions of our body. So how do you do it? Well, we learn from Israel. What is actually the message that Israel has to give to the nations? Why is the proclamation of the state such an important event in history? Well, you all know that uh, Israel has kept the seven laws of Nainor in order to teach it to the nations when they come and ask for guidance. This is what is happening today. But this is only the outside of what Israel has to give to the nations. Um, let me just read this. Question. Diabetes is very bad. Sometimes I think worse than cancer. My father developed adult onset type 2 diabetes and was insulin dependent for over 20 years and he wound up getting other health problems as a result. Yes, it's absolutely true because once you have diabetes you can get a lot of problems with your heart, you can get a stroke, you can uh, lose your legs because the uh, circulation is not good. So everything is really uh, connected. Uh, it's not um, all disconnected, not uh, one symptom there, one symptom there. It's all one thing. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, I don't want to go right now into that question, how to get um, control ourselves, how to get away from compulsive bad habits. We will go into uh, to this maybe later or another time. Um, for any question that I'm not answering right now, um, you can also write me uh, to my email, which is rosanna. I, I'm just writing it down, and then I will certainly um, answer you per email if it's a question that right now in the class I cannot really uh, relate. So one second, I type my email. Here we are. So any question I right now can't um, can't answer. So please write me, and I'm gonna answer you. Uh, I'm gonna answer you. Okay. So what is this, what we are going? Uh, what Israel ha actually has to give to the nation? Um, it's not only the outside. Uh, what what I was just telling you. Not only the seven laws. Um, it's something more. Ever uh, since I started to work with Bnei Noach over a year ago, I have asked myself, do we have a special message here in, in Migdal, in Israel, where we are a group of converts and Bnei Noach coming from that country that, uh, where the Holocaust has happened not so long ago? All of us here, whether we converted as myself or stayed Bnei Noach, came to link our way with Israel with the broken heart of the Holocaust. The realization that Christian theology has led to such a terrible genocide. We came like Ruth saying, your people is my people and your God is my God, whether we convert it or not. Uh, 
Um, I don't know why I can't move the to the next page of my presentation. Well, I'm gonna try to load it, reload it again. Okay, let's do it different in a different way. Okay. Oh. <laughs> That's not what I, I intended to do. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm not uh, very experienced. Um, one second. Here we are, now we do it again. So it should... Should come in a second. There we are. Okay, so this is actually a picture from Miktar, um, as we see the arbor, um <laughs> which is a very nice uh, hill, and um, well, I'm going to talk about this in a second. So fixing our relationship with Israel is uh, really a central part in our approach to work with Venuach. Living in Israel means also to be under a different influence on the way we think, on the way we talk, the way we feel, the way we are in the world. Everybody knows that there are two Talmudim, the Babylonian and the Yerushalmi, one that got written in exile and one that got written in Eret Israel. They are very different. Both are valid, but each of them is very special. If there is a different way to think, to talk, to feel and to be in the world when you are living in Eret Israel, then your approach to teaching the Noah must be also a little bit different. The matter that Israel has to give to the nations is different in Torah Eretz Israel. This is message is not an outside message. It's te teaching the inner dimension of the Torah as they are revealed to the general public in Israel only to the last decade or so. It is a message of love, a message of emunah, of belief, of dat Hashem, the knowledge of God in every detail of your daily life. It is a message of feeling. Actually, uh, Miriam is also having this the same approach and insight approach of the inside of the Torah, teaching the inside of the Torah. But uh, I think this is because Miriam was uh, living here in Israel and got all these uh, wonderful teachings from here. In our daily work here in Migdal, when we teach the Noach, we don't start with Shavuot. We start with Pesach. We believe that Hashem is acting in this world through His people Israel, because Israel went through all the suffering and redemption in real history and continues to do so because Israel as a nation went out of Mitzrayim, out of slavery, there is hope for all of us individuals, Jews and non-Jews, uh, Jews and Noahites, every person in the world, that we can get all out of all uh, slavery. Um, and um, Because Israel regained also its independence as a national state, we individually can regain our true independence. Somebody has already been there with the same problems and went through it all. So somebody can teach us. And it's all in the Torah. 
This ceremony will be a journey to the inside of the story of the Torah, which is essentially a journey also into your own inside. Um, it is the thought of the Pardes that Miriam is teaching. <coughs> I'm so glad that my class is full of Miriam's class. So I'm sure that there will be a lot of connections. The innermost dimension of the Torah has not been revealed to the masses for thousands of years. In order to study Kabbalah, one had to be a man older than 40 years old, be married, have kids, and be connected to a Kabbalist who would give it over to him. Today we witness in Israel with awe how this ancient wisdom is revealed to the general public. Some rabbis are even teaching that the Geula is depending on that, that the masses are studying the inner dimension of the Torah. Every child starting from the age of nine should study the Zohar, as some rabbis claim. Really, everybody, that means everybody, including women. <laughs> so, uh, this is a slow process of redemption. There are many sources who state that the final redemption will not be like the original redemption from its time. It will not be in a rush, but slowly, slowly, kim'a, kim'a. There's this wonderful story of Rabbi Chir, who is coming down from the, from the Mount Arbor, that you see here on the picture, and he is coming down with his, uh, with his students, and they see the sun rising over the Kinneret, the Sea of Galilee. And Rabbi Chir is saying, as the sun is rising slowly, slowly, also the final redemption will be slowly, slowly. This is not only that our eyes could get used to that incredible light, it is also that everybody can join in. And then, again, I mean really everybody, also every righteous gentle who has fixed his relationship to Israel. Everybody can join in because it's a process process of true healing. When a patient knocks on the door of the doctor, the doctor doesn't say, are you a goy or are you a yid? A doctor is a doctor who helps everybody that comes and asks for help. Okay, let's make it a little bit clearer. As you probably all know, the Jewish days start with sundown. Uh, let me just pick, bring up the next picture. Okay, uh, no, one more. This one we need. Okay. Okay, here's the next slide. Okay. I want to talk to uh, you about this second blessing from the evening prayer. So, as you know, the Jewish day starts really with sundown, when it is getting dark. What is the first thing, thing a Yid does when, he's, when it's getting dark? He talks to Hashem. The first prayer of the Klal, the community, after it got dark, is the evening prayer. So, let us have a look at this second play, uh, blessing in the Jewish evening prayer. It says, Ahavat olam beit Israel otanu ahavta. In finite love have you loved us. Torah und mitzvot chukim umishpatim otanu limadetan. Torah und mitzvot chukim umishpatim did you teach us? As you see, the first thing mentioned in this blessing is the infinite love that Hashem loves us. 
Redemption as a nation, but also personal redemption, starts with that experience of infinite love. The, this is the experience of Pesach. When we seem to be so unworthy of redemption, we were slaves on the 49th level of impurity. One more step further down and we could never have been redeemed. But from the depths of this impurity on the Seder night, Hashem lifted us up to the highest level, totally skipping over all our faults and impurities, without any discrimination. Whether you have worked hard before Pesach and cleaned all your vessels, your house and your hearts, or if you just were totally occupied with your, descend, uh, your, with your dependencies on, uh, on, and all your slavery, and didn't prepare yourself at all. On Seder night, Hashem gives you this infinite love, that infinite light without any vessels, that is shining really for everybody, without any discrimination. Just be there at the Seder. But uh, after the Seder, the next day, we have to start to put this light into vessels. We have to work hard in order to prepare us for receiving the Torah. This is done by the counting of the Omer. But without this experience of infinite unconditional love, Israel would never have been able to do all that work and finally say, Na sevenishma, uh, let's, let's uh, do it and let's, let's listen. A slave cannot receive the Torah. Therefore, when we teach Benoar in Mikta, we don't start with Shavuot. We don't distribute uh, cards with the seven laws. Which is uh, very important to talk also about the seven laws, but we don't start with that. We start with Pesach. In the same way that Israel's redemption started with the experience of infinite love, also the redemption of righteous Gentiles has to start with, the, with love, with the encounter of somebody who is telling them how unbelievable precious they are. They are also special. You are also special. You are, you are actually holy. You are all created in God's image. Every individual of you has a godly spark in him or her. When I say, when I say this, then often people are very surprised. Um, they say, I thought only Israel is holy. But that's not true. Well, it's true and it's not true. The nation of Israel is the only nation that is holy, but individuals are all holy, because every human being is made in the image of Hashem. So I bless all of us that we learn to see in ourselves and in each other that holiness on that inside of our inside. There's individual holiness and there's collective holiness. As of now, only Israel has collective holiness. Hashem acts in this world through the nation of Israel. But the individuum in its core is really sacred. So come and discover your holy spark in you and bring it to Jerusalem. Bring it to the priest. The job of the priest is to get everything together. There you will get guidance for your life. But the way... Um, well, there's another important thing that we can learn uh, from that blessing. It says, Torah and mitzvot. That means that Torah and mitzvot are not the same. If they would be the same, the Torah wouldn't list them as two different things. So, yes, the laws are part of the Torah, but the Torah is so much more. Um, let me go to the next slide. Uh, right, Alan and Aileen, Gentiles are misunderstood uh, chosen because uh, we have really to make that uh, distinction between collective and between, uh, between uh, individual. Um, 
we have to understand that on the individual level, everybody really has this holiness in, inside, uh, this holy spark. But only on the collective uh, level, as of now, there's only holiness for of the nation for of the nation of Israel. Um, thanks, Shira. Okay, um, let me go to the next slide. Okay, I want to talk a little bit about the inner energy that uh, we have on Yom Hatzma'ud, which is actually the uh, inner energy of the seventh day of Pesach. The sages are uh, comparing every Chag with one of the days of Pesach. Let me explain this slide a little bit to you. Um, you see here that um, the, um, the first day of we have one principle in, t in uh, commentaries. We can always take the last letter and correspond it to the first letter. And uh, this is a way of giving interpretation to the Torah. So um, if you take the Aleph and you, you, will t and you take the, last, the first letter of the Aleph bed and the last letter of the Aleph bed, you get the, uh, the Taf and the uh, and so on. If you take the second letter, the bet, you get the shin. The third letter, you, uh, the gimel, you get the reish. The fourth letter, the dalet, you get the kuf. The fifth letter, the hey, you get the tzadi. The sixth letter, the vav, you get the pe. And the seventh letter, is the zain, you get the um, ein. So what does, it, does this mean for Pesach? Well, the sages found out that in every year, always, the first day of Pesach, the weekday of the first day of, the, uh, of Pesach, will be the weekday on which um, Tish Ba'af will be. And, and so on. The, the always forever, the, the, the weekday of the day of the week on which the second day of Pesach will fall, will be, this, will be the day that Shavuot is falling. And the week of the third day, the weekday of the third day of Pesach, will be the same weekday as Osh Hashanah will be. You can go through it all. Um, and for um, for 2,000 years, people did not uh, know what is the last day of Pesach related to. Um, well, the, this, uh, until it came uh, to 1948 and um, the Yom Ma'ut was declared, and it really it works out that for, from now on forever, the same day of the week that the uh, that the seventh day of Pesach is falling will be the same day of the week. What does that mean? The sages that say that this is the same energy that the same energy that is uh, is in this world on that day will be on that uh, corresponding chag also. So um, the energy of Yom Ma'ut will be the energy of the uh, of the of the seventh day of of uh, Pesach. So let me talk a little bit about that. Um, the story of the Exodus, it doesn't end after the Seder night. On Seder night, Hashem took us out of Egypt, of out of Mitzrayim. And I took you out underneath the suffering of Mitzrayim. How much chesed one needs to, 
get us out from there, how much uh, love, because we have been so low. And uh, but the Agadak uh, of Pesach continues. And if Hashem would not have taken us out from there, we would all be slaves until today, because Pharaoh would have, would have conquered nearly the whole world. We didn't have the strength to get out from there. We didn't have the strength for anything. There was no hope. If somebody would just talk a little bit about Geula, about redemption, everybody would just throw themselves on that person. This is what happened to Moses and Aaron. In fact, we were thrown out of Egypt. We didn't go by ourselves. We were shouting, where is your leadership? What about all these promises? Where are we going? It was a situation that we call Hesterpanim. Hashem hided his face from us completely. What we call Hesterpanim is what a person, a slave, a patient, an addict, has to go through in the most difficult moment of this healing process. During the first six days after Seder night, we saw Hashem all the time, because otherwise we wouldn't have been able to continue. We had to have all the time the support of the doctor. His clinic had to be open continuously. Without that embracement, without that pushing, our legs simply wouldn't have carried us on. There's a moment when a good father is stepping to the side. He is saying to, to the child, I know that you are angry on me, but you've got to stage now from where I want you to show, show you that you can continue alone. And if I would be holding your hand all the time, you would never know that. On this, this seventh day of, uh, of Pesach, when we stood at the Red Sea, uh, Moshe, um, Moshe also stepped aside. There was no leader. Let me just make a break. I see uh, Chesed uh, asked. I noticed they, uh, three spells. Ger, ah. ah. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, it's a nice uh, comment, uh, Chesed. Yeah, if you if you see this, <laughs> it's um, also, but it's uh, I've never thought about that. Uh, it's the third letter from uh, from the alphabet is the gimel, and the third letter from from the end is rage. So um, that is really really true. It's scary. <laughs> um, there's another question. Uh, how else they say the doctor makes the cut by? A but Hashem heals the wound. That's also right, William. You're absolutely right. Uh, the doctor has sometimes to cut. And this is really the situation of, uh, of uh, the uh, seventh day of Pesach, our standing at the Red Sea. Um, you have to go alone. Where to? I don't know. Just go. Lech Lecha. Go for yourself. It's the same Lech Lecha that Afa Mavinu had to go through when he was called to go out from Haran. Hashem is telling him, I helped you to break all the idols. I helped you to get out of Ulkastim. Now, Lech Lecha, go for yourself. What will be there? I don't know. The Kanani, Intifada, don't know. But go. And then in this situation, Nachshon ben Aminadav is jumping into the water. You know, most people learn that this sea split because Moshe was putting his dog into the water. But that wasn't so. It was the act of Nachshon ben Aminadav, who was the son of Aminadav, who was burned in the, uh, in the temple when he and his brother were bringing um, the, uh, the sacrifice that wasn't ordered by Hashem. Uh, 
if you remember a few weeks ago we read that um, so his son he was the one that was just jumping into the sea and by doing this he was really opening the sea for all of Israel so the proclamation of the state of Israel in 1948 was exactly that putting a step into the sea knowing that the proclamation will lead to a war with all Arab states despite that all the experts told you that this is suicide it would have been so much more logical to turn around into the arms of loving Mitzrayim where we had, met, where we had meat to eat it all depends on my ability to believe in myself yes I can do it so if, I, if we said that for the day of the week on which the seventh day of Pesach is falling on that weekday also Yamat Ma'ud will be falling we say they are connected they have the same energy the same challenges when you say we have to relate to Israel relate uh, to that energy and challenge in our lives so I bless all of you that you should all find your Atzma'ut your real independence on this important day by relating to Israel and celebrating with us this important event if we have the chance go to a Jewish community and celebrate with them Chesed is asking, we were strangers in a strange land, and Hashem brought us out into freedom. Right. Right. It's, uh, but we have to always to know that it's not only um, a historical event. It's something that happens all the time in ourselves. That's why uh, the Pesach Haggadah is also telling you that in every generation, you have, you have every year you have to to imagine that you are the one that is getting out of Egypt that is getting out of Mitzrayim all your problems, all your slavery um, are there, I just want to make a break are there any more questions at, the, at this moment? well, um, it doesn't uh, seem so ah, Chesed is typing Thank you, Chesed. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, I want to add something to for that which is actually connected to Yom Ma'ud. It's uh, the Haftorah that we read, the, um, the part of the portion of the prophets that we that we were supposed to read last Shabbos that we actually didn't read, but that is uh, really connected to. You know, it's the. Um, portion of the prophet that is connected to the uh, parsha that uh, Miriam was talking about um, it's written in the second book of King um, let me try to get it on the browser um, let me see Yeah, there it is. Okay. Um, so it's uh, written in the second uh, second book of the of Kings in chapter seven. Let me tell you the story. It starts actually a little bit earlier. Um, it starts, you know, the situation is like this: um, a, a city in Shamron, uh, in Samaria, is uh, surrounded uh, uh, by the enemy, and uh, they are closed up. They don't have anything to eat and it's a terrible situation there are two women fighting 
One says uh, to the other, um, uh, you didn't keep your promise. We, we made a deal that uh, yesterday we ate my son and today we are going to eat your son. But the other woman doesn't want to give her son on that day. So they go to the king in order to get uh, advice what to do, in order that he would uh, decide what to do. And the king gets so upset, he really says, it's all the fraud of the prophet. And the prophet uh, that he's speaking about is Elisha. So he wants to kill him. He, uh, he says, bring me Elisha. And when Elisha comes to the king, he says, uh, well, you see it here, and Elisha said, hear ye the word of the Lord, thus says the Lord, tomorrow about this time shall a measure of fine flour be sold for shekel, and two measures of barley for shekel in the gate of Samaria. Well, this sounds really so absolute incredible, because the situation was so bad, that uh, how can you believe that tom tomorrow at that time you can just buy uh, barley for shekel? I mean, this is really uh, not uh, not something <laughs> realistic. So uh, the king asks his advisors what to do, and uh, he he is telling them that uh, the, he's called the captain here. It's, uh, it says in Hebrew, the Shalish, that means it's, he was the third most, most important person in that uh, kingdom at that time. So he's saying, you know, it uh, really, it, it cannot be. It's so unrealistic. Don't listen. So they didn't listen. But what happened? Outside the door, there were four people, uh, four leprous people, four leprous men, sitting at the entrance of the gate um, and they uh, said what uh, are we going to do and they go around and they find the uh, they come to the camp of the enemy and find it empty they just uh, left and what actually had happened they just uh, listened uh, they just got a uh, they they listened to some rumor that uh, with something like uh, that they that uh, they have a secret weapon or something or so, so they were afraid and they just ran away some kinds of rumor that we really know from the modern history that it was happening many times also during the uh, war in 48 and also during the war in 67 so it's really a uh, very amazing actual story that was happening all the time so these uh, leprous men they discover that everything, ev that they that uh, the the animals left and they left everything behind, so there's plenty to eat. And they go to the gates and uh, give this message over. So uh, this is basically the story. I don't want to go into it uh, anymore. But the, the m most important thing to learn from this is uh, that the redemption can actually come also from the leprous man, from the Mitzrayim. Uh, you know, f those people that you actually don't think they are part of the society. And it's also uh, something that which you can relate to Yomatz Ma'ul, because all the Zionists, all the people that were building up the state, they were not religious at all. From a religious standpoint, they weren't so good on the outside. They were very good on the inside, but they were, s were not so good on the outside. But, uh, their moral was not... Uh, a moral that was uh, keeping up to the standards of Torah. Um, but uh, on this inside, they had so great ideals. Well, 
I hope that in my seminar on one day uh, I can talk about uh, this a little bit more in detail. There's a wonderful uh, article of Rav Cook uh, on on this generation, which is totally uh, good on the inside, but on the outside there are some problems. So um, it's also interesting to know that in the Torah it is written that redemption will come in a time when there will be a, a generation that is totally good on the inside, but totally bad on the outside. So it's interesting that uh, this is um, that through them uh, redemption is actually coming. Okay, uh, I want to make a break here again. Are there any questions at the moment? Okay, so I continue. Um, today I wanted to connect to the actuality of the day and use it as an introduction to explain what we are going to do in the seminar that is starting in June. So far I have been talking mainly on the first part of the title, the relationship to Israel. The second part of the title, our relationship to our body, the whole concept of a complete holistic medicine, I will introduce in detail next week. What I would like to do during the remaining time is to jump a little bit ahead and give you a glimpse of what we also will discuss in detail during the seminary. And then, if there's time, I would also like to talk a bit about our work in Migdal in Israel. Um, well, I have to get up the next picture. Um, okay. If you go back to the whiteboard, it's coming up right now. Okay. There we are. Okay. If you have a look on the Jewish year, if we can arrange the, all the holidays in a circle like uh, Omri Sadeh does in his Sitna uh, Matnot Avraham. I will explain in a second what that is. Um, and we will talk in detail about all this uh, also during the seminary. I just now I want to concentrate on this part between Pesach there's supposed to be a laser pointer, but it's not activated. So uh, you see on the left side Pesach, uh, and on the top is Shavuot. And we are right in the middle here um, with Yom HaMatzma'ut, which is the fifth of the m in the month of Iyar. Um, the Halakha says that uh, there is a religious, uh, the religious law says that 30 days before the holiday, one has to start to study and to teach about it. So do you know when 30 days before Shavuot is? It's exactly today. It's the fifth of year. Now there's something very amazing. In the Shulchan Aruch, which was written about 200 years ago, 200 years before the state of Israel was declared, it already says that on the fifth of year one should start to teach about Shavuot. Isn't it amazing that exactly on this day the state of Israel was declared? It is like saying to all Israelis, know that the mangal, you know, the grilling that you are doing on this day is just the beginning in this new stage of history. Your independence is independence ought to be something else. It is the preparation for you to become the mamlechet kohanim, you know, the uh, people of priests for the world. That is what you are supposed to be. The state of Israel is the first step on the way to Beit Filale Cholamim, a house of prayer for all nations. Okay, 
so far to that. Uh, let me just explain uh, what Matnot Avraham is. Matnot Avraham means the presence of Avraham. It's the name of an ongoing ceremony of Am Amri Sadi in uh, Israel. He's a teacher of Chinese medicine. He's also a Torah scholar. And his seminar is on Chinese medicine and Kabbalah. He, he found astonishing parallels between Chinese understanding of disease and Kabbalah. In Matnot Avraham, um, well, where does, does he take uh, the name of Matnot Avraham, of the presence of Avraham? It's because um, Avraham was giving to the children of the extra rice, the Pilakshim, um, many presents before he sent them to the East. You can read this in, par uh, in Parashat Chaye Sarah. In, uh, uh, and there's a, amazingly, there's also a tradition in other cu cultures. For example, in the Indian culture, where, the, uh, where they believe in the god of Brahma, uh, which if you take the, the names, uh, the letters of Brahma, uh, let me just write it here in the record of fear, Brahma. If you take the last letter, uh, put it at the at the uh, at the beginning, you get Abraham. So it seems really to be the first, the same person, and uh, it also shows you a tendency of that the nations have. They sometimes take a, s a single dead Jew and make a god of him. We know that also from the Christians. That's what they did. Uh, so also the Indians uh, took Ab Abraham and made a god of out of him, and. Uh, they talk also but it's also interesting that the wife of this god is called Zarathustri so you have the name Zara in it so Prama is said that uh, it's said about him in the Indian tradition that he came down from heaven and he gave to his daughters presents and he sent them towards the east so one of the presents that uh, people are saying that uh, Abraham gave to to this uh, daughters uh, is Chinese medicine or, or Eastern medicine uh, at all, not only Chinese medicine. And we can learn a lot from that. And today, what is happening today is that um, people uh, are discovering uh, that there are really these parallels. Uh, and this is actually happening only now because only now, all what we were talking before, all the knowledge about the, the thought, about the int inner side of the Torah, is getting revealed to the general practice, uh, to the general public. So uh, only now uh, practitioners that also are studying Torah can really make that connection, and it's like uh, getting it back home. It's uh, it's uh, really it's transforming it to some uh, it into something Jewish. I mean, it's uh, interpreted in the Jewish way, of, of course. It's not uh, staying chi Chinese. Okay. Uh, okay, I'll uh, on that slide that we see here, we also see that there is a connection to our organs. Um, we see this uh, mentioning many times in the Torah and in, in, the, in the Talmud, in the several uh, Jewish sources, that uh, Pesach is very much connected to the liver. Bec uh, if you take um, this sentence, uh, how many times you read in the Torah, Hashem Yachbet et Libor, uh, the heart of, of, of Paro was uh, hardened. So this is really... Uh, uh, this is really, uh, in, if you take the Hebrew word, Yachbet, 
you uh, will get um, uh, it's uh, kavet is the same name as heart in Hebrew. Kavet. Well, I can't uh, really. Uh, let me see here. Kavet. So um, it has the same root of kavet of heart. So um, so uh, Pesach is much connected to the liver. I don't. I can't go into it right now in, into all the depth. We will do it another time when we come to it during the seminary. Um, I have also uh, written something in our last newsletter. If, uh, by the way, if anybody is interested, interested to uh, get that newsletter that we sent out on Pesach, I can, uh, you can write me. I write again here my email. I'm happy to send it to you. Okay, uh, let me go to the next slide. There we are. Okay. Okay, um, this, uh, this uh, setup, if you organize all the holidays in a circle, you can also connect uh, to the Jewish day. Um, because uh, Pesach is very much uh, connected to sunrise. It has the same energy. Everything is uh, getting up, getting out. You see in the nature, you see the trees are getting green. Uh, everything is uh, blossoming. And uh, Sukkot is really the time um, when uh, everything... Uh, when gets gets dark again and then the times of uh, the light of the day is getting uh, less so uh, we will also enter in, uh, into that uh, into during our ceremony later one second and one last uh, slide I want to introduce okay so here we are. Um, also, you can uh, relate this history also to what is going on in history uh, uh, generally. You know, all uh, on Pesach we really got out of of slavery. On uh, during Yom Hatzma'ut, during uh, when we got our independence, uh, what happened was uh, the Triyat Achol, the you know the uh, the reestablishment of our national life. And now we are basically in the process of Shavuot, of Shavuot. We have to bring Torah really into the daily life. That is where we stand right now. Uh, and then uh, basically Sukkot is also representing the uh, universal approach, the, the, the goal that, uh, that all the nations are coming to, to Jerusalem. So this will be in Sukkot. We will talk about this all uh, in detail later. Um, right now, I don't want to enter into it too much because I want to, first of all, to ask are there any questions at the moment, and then I would like to talk a little bit about what we are doing in Mikta. Well, I ah, somebody is typing, Chesed is typing.
Is there a chart showing how the parts of the soul relate to the parts of the body? Um, well, you know, it's not so simple. It's not so. It's not so simple that connection. Uh, there is not such a chart. At least I don't know something uh, something about it. But we know that several uh, functions of the souls are belonging to uh, several um, holidays. For example, we know Pesach uh, is um, is the Chag really the the festival of of Chesed of uh, love as we were talking during the shiur. So, you know, we have probably studied with uh, Miriam a lot the, the tree of life. And so we actually can uh, relate a little bit the um, the sfirot, um, the, the special vessels to, the, the ten vessels to this uh, to the holidays. Pesach is really poor chesed. On Shavuot, it's actually tiferet. It's the, the combination of... Uh, of Chesed and Kura, and here in the middle, in the time that we are right now, uh, between Pesach and Shavuot, it's a time of Kura. It's a time of strength. It's the month of Iyar is a month of Kura. So um, you can say that uh, these are parts of our soul, the, the ten, uh, uh, the ten vessels, but uh, not on the level of a healthy summer. <laughs> Yeah, we should all have a healthy summer. <laughs> right. Alan, you're still typing. Is there a relationship to the function of each of the listed body parts to each holiday? Can uh, kid kidneys puri purify? Well, you know, uh, kidneys we saw uh, they relate uh, very much to Hanukkah. Also that Miriam said that it's very much related now to the Yom Ma'ud. That's true, that's one uh, level, but uh, I mean on in general um, the kidneys, as Miriam has said, it's uh, really representing the unconscious. Uh, it's really something that's happening in the dark, in the time when it's the darkest, and this is around Hanukkah. So uh, what we have to do during the winter, we have to really to strengthen our kidneys to um, to uh, make a step back uh, and really work about that. Uh, I heard, I had heard this was the wish after Pesach. Uh, ah, <laughs> well, I haven't heard about that uh, wish, but um, I wish you a very healthy year and a healthy. Pesa, healthy, healthy summer, a healthy um, winter, and a healthy uh, Pesach next year. Also. <laughs> okay. Oh, <laughs> I didn't get that. <laughs> Hapriut, exactly. Hapriut means health. That is very important that we are taking care of our our priut, of our health, because Hashem gave us uh, was was entrusted us with our body. He wants us, wants our soul to be in our body and uh, to go through the physical world, and so we have to take care of that presence. Okay, let me just say a few words uh, about uh, what we are doing here, Mikdal. First of all. Uh, 
uh, I want to talk about what how this all uh, started here in Migdal about 35 years ago. A person called Ginter Gotcha came here from from Germany, and uh, out of that understanding that uh, the Holocaust is really um, a consequence of Christian theology, because um, the Christians always have has had claimed that uh, Israel, uh, Israel was replaced by the Church. And uh, basically, the existence of Israel was really uh, something that uh, the Christians didn't like so much because they they felt that they are the real Israel. So actually, the Holocaust is a consequence of this theology. And uh, so Ginter Gottschalk wanted to link his way with, with Israel 35 years ago. And after him, many families joined him. Right now uh, there are eight Bnei Noach here and uh, also a lot of converts. Some of them were uh, moving away, some of them are still here. Um, but whether we are Bnei Noach and converts, um, it's, very, you know, it's very much connected because Ruth, for example, uh, Ruth is an example for all of us. Um, on the outside, there might be a difference. Uh, some of us are Jews, some of them are, uh, some of us are non-Jews, and we keep different mitzvot. But on the inside, it's um, basically we have the same function in this world. We have to be a connecting piece. So it's really not so different um, if you convert or if you're not convert, uh, if you whoever joins his way with Israel in this time, it has to be a connecting piece. Uh, Chesed is saying, I sometimes feel that Menuach is a transition towards uh, Judaism. Yes, Chesed, it's a, it's a connecting piece. You know, also the prophets talk about it. They, uh, they say, um, and they will be my, my people. So in the future, uh, when uh, Israel will be the uh, priest, uh, nation of priests, the Menuach will be really the Hashem's people. Um, and also what is astonishing um, in, in the uh, portion of the prophets that we actually read last time it is, uh, on the, it, it's the end of uh, Isaiah um, it's, it says that also from them from, from the nations I will take Kohanim I will take priests and Levim so it's really Nenuach um, are um, like also a connecting piece and also, I'm, uh, some of you, <laughs> no, no, all of you are um, going to be teachers for the, for the nations in the future because you are already linking your way with Israel and you're already studying. So when all the rest of the world is following, so you will be all be teachers and you will be also priests. Um, yeah. So... Um, what we're doing here in Nikdal is we yeah. we have a study group. We have actually two study groups, one in German and one in English. The German group meets every day. And the uh, English group is, uh, meets only once a week. Um, so most of our Pneinurach are coming from a Christian background. So uh, the Christian theology is also full of uh, fears and uh, it's a very negative view of the world so people are coming with uh, deep psychological fears and we have to address that also um, for example there's one woman with severe problems in her shoulder um, so I'm working together actually with a very good very experienced Chinese doctor 
which is actually not Chinese, but a <laughs> Jewish doctor practicing Chinese medicine. And he has also a very strong Torah background. So his treatments are really ain't so free. They are um, combining the highest with the lowest of the phys on the physical plane. He's very good. So once a week we go there together and I'm translating as she speaks only German and she gets acupuncture and Chinese herbal medicine and uh, the rest of the week we are studying together. Um, and that way we she's making progress uh, in her identity as Batnoach much faster than she would uh, without that treatment because that treatment is helping her very much with her her problems, also the her physical problems and also her her psychological problems. Her fears and so on. So it's really much uh, connected um, the two sides. And um, well, I want to try to do as much as I can f of this connection during my seminary. So this is how we work, and we invite everybody to join us. Whoever wants to come for a month or even for a week, <laughs> whenever you are in Israel, just uh, come and join us and. Uh, study with us and first of all I want to invite you all to stay in the class and, uh, and study with us, us here. So, Well, I want to make a break f for today. As are there any questions? Some people are typing. Chesed is saying that he wants to go to Israel, but he doesn't have money. That's a big problem, right? That's really, really big problem. <laughs> but I really, I bless you that you would have all the, all what you need in order to come to Israel. And uh, I know you are related to Israel in your heart, and you really love Israel. So. Uh, the internet is actually bringing us so so cl much closer. So uh, even if in reality right now you can't. Vakasha. <laughs> well, I see Alan is uh, typing something. Anybody wants to say something on the microphone? Any comments? Or I give over the microphone. Okay. Well, not right now. So, I want to uh, ah, raise uh, typing something. Oh. I, I know I feel I'm connected with this teaching. Hashem is helping me to understand. It is wonderful to be able to receive all this. Yeah, well, thank you, Aline and uh, Alan, uh, that you you came and into the class and that uh, it's uh, uh, really um, 
It's a pleasure for me to start teaching you. Uh, I mean, as you see, I don't have so much experience. I have to get used to teaching on the internet, uh, reading at the same time, talking, and uh, getting the things up. Um, but uh, I'll try to improve. And <laughs> uh, thank you so much. Thank you, Ray. Chesed, I have Jewish anxiety, goy family, a Jewish soul, and a Jewish desire. That's good. <laughs> That's, uh, you know, the desire is really, really something very important and uh, I really encourage you to uh, to work in, on this desire and uh, with all your, your Hitler, with all your, your Simcha to study and uh, get close to Israel. Yeah, thanks, Ray. Right, yeah, well, this is a, a big problem sometimes. As I said, um, you can also uh, write to, to my email and I will answer you with any question, also any personal uh, question you have and uh, I will get back to you. This is my... Oh, thanks, Alan and Eileen. <laughs> That is what I want to do, and it's so important to do that. Okay, so I wish everybody Chaksameh. Have a wonderful Yomatz uh, and if you have the chance, be with uh, with people and uh, and uh, and, uh, and uh, do something on this uh, special day to connect to Israel. Thank you, Ray. Okay. <laughs>